What is happening, guys? Welcome to episode 17 of the Triage Method podcast. Paddy, good to see you again. How are you this week? And what are we going to be chatting about? I am awesome, Gary. And first of all, I'd like to just wish you a happy birthday because it's your birthday. So everyone listening to this, just, you know, give a little nod to Gary because he's recording this shit on his birthday. And I'm 12 today, just by the way. So... It's an exciting day. Oh, I, th- I thought you were a teenager. I, I thought you were a teenager now. I thought you were thirteen. Nah, that's next year. I was just playing to try and get that girl we were talking to at the the sweet shop. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is the state of the health and fitness industry, um, and I don't mean in terms of fucking how much of a state it actually is in because it's a fucking shit show really but what i want to talk about or rather what we're going to talk about is the fact that it has become essentially a circle jerking session you know everyone is out to impress their colleagues rather than actually help individuals like their actual clients or you know the public as a whole so if you follow anyone on social media, if you follow anyone on Instagram, especially, you'll see everyone going like, oh, I'm evidence-based and I'm whatever else, whatever else they want to call themselves, you know, science-based or whatever, you know? And the stuff they're talking about and the stuff that they're propagating is, I'm going to say, not actually helpful for individuals in the general public, you know? And that can be fine if their target market is just not the general public. Like they are, quote unquote, an advanced coach and they're only coaching people that want to be, I don't know, 140 kilos shredded and compete on stage on the Olympia stage. I don't know, whatever, you know, so maybe putting out content for the general public is just not their stick. And that's fine. That's not who we're talking about. What we're talking about is people that are trying to market to the general public or rather they're trying to educate the general public and they're just not talking about the topics that the general public is talking about or not talking at the level that the general public is at and i don't mean you know treating people like children either like that's that's not what it's about because that's not going to help anyone like if you're just you know making someone out to be stupid just because you feel like you have a position of power and you have some knowledge that's not going to help someone at the end of the day so that's not what i'm talking about either but what i am talking about is the fact that the issues that you think are issues as a health and fitness professional are not the issues that the actual general public are dealing with. You know, the questions that they have are not the questions that you're answering. And you may think you are being helpful by posting some things, but realistically, you're posting things so that you can confirm everyone else's bias in the health and fitness industry that you are a good coach or rather you're trying to make people think you are a good coach and not not the general public think it but the coaches in the community think that so you, you you'll see this a lot where people don't really post their own thoughts they just parish i don't know their their, their favorite researchers uh, information information or their favorite uh I don't know, whoever's involved in the health and fitness industry, the the, the guys, the, the women and the men in the know about health and fitness, they just parrot their thoughts rather than actually 
produce their own thoughts you know and that's not necessarily bad you know the, the thoughts themselves may be good thoughts and they may actually be helpful to some individuals but the fact that they're not giving a commentary from their own viewpoint it's just trying to portray this image that oh i'm the guy in the know or i'm the girl in the know and it's not actually speaking to the client it's not actually speaking to the the individual on the street they're just trying to impress their peers in the industry and, you know, say that they are, oh, I'm evidence-based. I'm the smart one, you know? What are your thoughts on that whole state of affairs, Gary? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and th this whole kind of discussion kind of forms the way that we present our own content on social media in that, like, if you read, like, what we say, like, we're typically giving you our thoughts and you know like we'll present a little bit of scientific evidence here and there and we do talk about obviously scientific concepts but we're generally trying to present our thoughts how we think about things how we apply it to clients and stuff like that because that's ultimately what actually helps people like when you give context you kind of explain like why it is the way it is and then show you show someone how to actually apply that in practice and i think it had like you said it's kind of become a bit of a circle jerk issue where People are, people are afraid to share their own thoughts because it, whether it's an insecurity thing or whether it's purely because they're afraid of someone calling them out, but people just share references or thoughts of other people all of the time without giving any input themselves at all. And the way I like to kind of think of it is like, as like, like our business triage, I would like people to come to triage or quote triage because they like the way we frame things. They like the way we think about things and, you know, how, how we talk about different concepts. I don't want to like people to talk about triage just because we share studies from researchers and don't actually give any thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, like when, when I think about like people I would look up to, like people that I, th I would consider to be thought leaders, I generally think, think of them being that way because of how they think and how they frame science and how they're able to deliver it in an easy to understand relatable way because like that's ultimately what makes someone you know intelligent or good at their job is that they're able to deliver the information well and in a relatable way as opposed to just parroting like you said and i think what it also does is it holds people it holds people back sometimes because people are afraid to say things that they don't have a scientific study to back up and like sometimes like anecdotal evidence is pretty valuable and things you've seen with your clients is pretty valuable like that is that people talk about it being evidence-based but all they actually think about is the scientific literature and like if you know anything about being evidence-based it's all like anecdotal experience and, and expert opinion stuff that actually does come into it as well so it's important to keep that in mind and i think as trainers influencers whatever we should be you know ingesting that scientific you know research and stuff ourselves consuming that but then thinking about okay what does that mean for my practice what does it mean for the context of the people who read my content because like i personally think that's how scientific information is delivered well and at the same time i understand that some people think that everything should have a reference and that if you don't have a reference there's no validity to your claim but like Mm, I don't know how, how good a perspective that is all the time. Yeah, either. like I 100% agree with that. And it, sometimes you can kind of feel that, or rather, there's two kind of camps in 
the fitness industry. These people that are really, really, well, actually there's three camps in the fitness industry. There's these people that are really, really quote unquote evidence-based and it's like, oh, if I don't have a study to support this, I don't give a shit. Like it's, it's not going anywhere near my thought processes because there's no study to show that, you know? And then there's the people that just completely disregard science and use the terminology like, oh, well, it worked for me or it worked for this guy or whatever, you know? So they completely disregard the evidence-based stuff and they, they only go on anecdote, you know? And then there's this other group that, I don't know, I'm going to say they don't understand the research and that's not true them being stupid or anything but they they use terminology like oh i'm not going to overcomplicate things or like just stick to the basics and we, we've talked about this before like what what are the basics you know like saying oh just do some burpees there to burn some calories like it's it's idiotic at the end of the day if you don't actually understand whether that is an acceptable or appropriate exercise for the individual in front of you because then you essentially fall into the camp of Oh, well, it worked for this person or whatever, you know, or again, they can just be like, they can be more evidence-based and be focused on only following one of the thought leaders and be like, oh, I'm just going to do that because it just worked for him. And that's the information he puts out. And it's like, you, you haven't actually thought for yourself and saying, oh, just stick to the basics because someone has said that these are the basics. Like that, that's, you're, you're not actually helping the industry as a whole. You know, you're not even, well, you probably are helping individuals because I would argue, you know, some movement is better than no movement. You know, some move towards health is better than no move towards health, unless you are actually being detrimental, like you were actually injuring people or you were putting them on diets and stuff that are, you know, detrimental to their mental stability, their physiological well-being and health as a whole, you know, so there, there is that obviously, you know, but in the context of you're actually just helping people. You have to realize that there is this continuum, you know, and we're not saying that you have to be anywhere on that continuum. We're not, we're not specifying where you should be. What we're trying to say is you need to have a thought or have a think about who are you actually trying to help with your content? Like, who are you actually trying to educate? I suppose you'd say, um, is it just other people in the industry? Like when you post something or as a consumer, when you look at something, are you reading something that has just been posted to show other people in the industry that, oh, I'm really smart and I read research? Or are you reading stuff that is not appropriate for you because no one or the person posting it hasn't actually thought through this thought process? And I know that's very hard to see as a consumer. Like, how do you know what you don't know when you're looking at a piece of information. Like, how do you know, how do you know if something is appropriate for you just by looking at a post, you know, like obviously you can't, you know, so it it is hard as a consumer, but I always look back at that kind of caveat emptor, you know, buyer beware. You do have to take that into account that not all the information is correct. That's posted in the industry. You know, and it's not just like people like to bag on the health and fitness industry, but it's not just that industry. Like there's shitty carpenters out there. There's shitty bricklayers out there. There's shitty fucking doctors out there. You know, it's it's across the board in every human endeavor. So you do have to look at things through that lens. Um, But I do feel the health and fitness industry, people 
have their own opinion. Like people like to form their own opinion. Like everyone, like if you post anything, like I always look at it, it's real funny. If someone says they're a vegan, like all of a sudden everyone becomes a nutritionist, both their friends becoming a nutritionist saying like, oh, you shouldn't be a vegan because of X, Y, and Z. And then also they become a nutritionist themselves saying like, oh, you have to be a vegan because of X, Y, and Z health benefits. You know, it's like, like everyone has an opinion because eating, eating is something that we do every day you know and same way like exercise everyone has an opinion because they know someone that's fit and they and they've probably exercised before in their life so everyone has an opinion you know whereas you wouldn't well some people do but you wouldn't comment on you know an olympian being like oh you should train this way you like you wouldn't tell them to do that but if mary down the road is going like oh i'm gonna go to the gym and i'm doing squats like everyone has a fucking opinion on that. Like, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's bad for your knees or, you know, what, 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 like everyone has formed their opinion based on the content that they've consumed. And if you've never actually analyzed that content and you're just reading stuff in like, I don't know, a rag throwaway magazine, like it's, it's probably not the best content, you know? Yeah, completely agree. And I think that that need for opinion is something that leads to, I guess, a lot of poor information a lot of the time. But you also mentioned, you know, how people extrapolate research or don't understand it fully. And I think that's a very important thing to keep in mind is that to read research, you have to have a prerequisite knowledge of whatever the scientific topic, you know, in question actually is. Like I remember seeing, I saw this ad one time for someone who was promoting a ketogenic diet. So what they did was they said, you know, keto prevents cancer and their rationale for that was that they quoted one study that talked about cancer metabolism and they were referring to the utilization of glucose by cancer cells and whatever the conclusion was the person had extrapolated that glucose metabolism in cancer cells meant that you shouldn't eat carbohydrates because it makes cancer worse and like that is a complete extrapolation of what was actually quoted in the study so it's it's very important that, that you ensure that maybe like if you are following people that if if they're quoting like research and they're coming to conclusions if they sound sensational and they sound like maybe they're beyond what that person actually understands then it might be worth your while questioning the actual validity validity of that claim because you know in that case we're talking about like cancer which is obviously something that is a very serious claim like you don't just walk around like telling people like what they should or shouldn't eat if they want to prevent or improve outcomes from cancer but some people do especially when it comes to pushing nutritional agendas on social media um so yeah i, I wouldn't necessarily say that like quoting research or even reading research is correlated with an understanding of what someone is actually talking about so even if they do like throw around a few sciencey words it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand it. Like I've seen people use psychological stress and oxidative stress interchangeably, like while quoting, like quoting a study about, about oxidative stress and, and then talking about psychological stress as if that's what it said. And it just kind of shows you that some people don't actually read the studies, but more importantly, they may not understand the mechanisms of what's actually going on. Like I personally, there's a lot of research that I just wouldn't be able to read because I'm not at the level of understanding the mechanisms of the type of science in question to actually get the most from reading those research papers. Like I wouldn't read a research paper on 
organic chemistry and claim to understand it because organic chemistry isn't something that I am competent in at all. Like that's, that's Patty Farrell's area. Might know a little bit here and there, but definitely not enough to be able to comprehend a full research paper and truly get the most from it. And that should be the goal of reading research. The goal of reading research should be to, you know, understand it, but also to be able to take the discussion and conclusion points and to apply them to what you already know. And if the study isn't adding to what you already know, and it's the first time you've come across a certain topic, then it would probably be a better use of your time to maybe try and understand some of the the prerequisite knowledge that's required, whether that is through a textbook, whether it's through getting a, a mentorship from someone that is in that field, whether it's through watching can academy videos or something along those lines online like they're all ways to start off with a kind of mechanistic understanding before you move to the kind of actual research stuff and in my opinion there's a lot of there's a lot of the opposite of that in the fitness industry you know people people don't learn the mechanisms so they don't actually understand what's going on but they also don't actually read the research what they do is they quote people who have done the research like whether it's Brad Schoenfeld or Al Nargon or whatever, you know, researchers that are, that are, will be considered thought leaders in the field. They'll quote what they're saying, or they'll quote what maybe someone said about their study and claim to be evidence-based based on that, as opposed to claiming to be evidence-based based on their own reading and understanding um, and interpretation of the research. And don't get us wrong, like we haven't read any paper, every paper out there. We don't, we don't claim to, but we also don't, you know, go around saying that we are these, like evidence pay, evidence-based kings that just, you know, quote research for everything. So like there is a fine line between claiming that you're evidence-based and actually just saying that you're, you know, you know something because someone said something about some research paper online. <laughs> Pat, Patty's struggling with his headphones here, so I don't think he can hear me and I'm just going to keep chatting away. Um, but yeah, you know, so on the opposite side of, of that coin, you know, you have the people that are, that's, that say they're evidence-based and maybe they fall into the trap of just quoting researchers who have shared papers and, and, and coming, just kind of sharing those thoughts around and claiming to be evidence-based. And like, that's fair enough. It can be helpful a lot of, a lot of the time. But what you have on the other side of the coin is people who are, you know, not so evidence-based, but still use, you know, a lot of scientific jargon to sell their methods or to promote themselves or whatever. And I think this is why, you know, being evidence-based is something that's attractive and useful and why you do need, like, obviously you do need to be evidence-based in its literal sense in that, like, you are actually, you know, not ignoring the scientific literature. But there are people that are on the opposite side of that coin that just base all of their assumptions on, scientific jargon and like they'll just share all these scientific buzzwords not really give you any actual conclusive take on take on point and essentially what they do is they, they just they just sell you all this jargon they sell you all these like ideas that they've kind of made up based on loose scientific concepts and like it's very easy to do that without actually acknowledging what research says like low carbohydrate dieting and ketogenic dieting is very bad for that because it's very easy to come up with scientific rationale and pretty much ignore what the scientific literature actually says so we are by no means suggesting that you do that and that you just base all of your recommendations off of like 
rationale that you maybe came up with in your head based on an understanding of something, but rather that you kind of read the research, appreciate it for what it is, you know, come to come, come to your interpret, like interpret the research yourself and then begin to put it into practice in with with what you already know in mind while also recognizing that there may be some things that, that study doesn't actually cover and that there may be some things that you need to go on and read about further so so i was also at an event today um the move energize glow event um here in limerick at the factory and it was a pretty cool event essentially the goal was to inform people on health and fitness, how to cook. There was a little bit of yoga. There was a cooking demonstration with the one Sheehan. Um, there was a powerlifting tutorial with Jack Thornton of City Gym. And then myself, I was kind of talking about a mixture of topics, answering some questions and stuff like that. Spoke a lot about uh, periods and how women have it so much harder than men and I I had to keep saying that because otherwise I was going to get my head chopped off by a lot of uh, angry middle-aged women so I was uh, watching watching out for myself but uh, yeah some it was one it was one of those things that it was a nice reminder for me because I guess the last few events that maybe we've spoken at or, or you know those sorts of things we're generally speaking to people who have been in the fitness industry for a while, sometimes personal trainers, and they have a, a prerequisite level of knowledge that like, you know, they actually kind of know the crack, you know, they know what's going on in the industry at the moment. They know about this whole evidence-based thing. They know what kind of matters, the whole calories thing. But today was kind of a nice reminder that we're definitely not over the hump. Like I think when you are someone maybe like us who just follows people, that we respect, like we don't follow idiots. We could, you can kind of end up thinking that the fitness industry is on the way up and this whole, you know, anyone that isn't basing things on science and it, like they're just, they're just gone, they fizzled out and the people are no longer just randomly diving people into the floor and doing these stupid workouts and just doing things based on nothing really. Um, but that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, the reality is that we only see what we want to see. So like if I follow 200 people that are fairly legit on Instagram, the content I even get suggested is all going to be from people that have similar views. Um, whereas the majority of the fitness industry, they may not share any evidence or science-based views at all. So I think it's important that we remember that the fight is most definitely ongoing and that if we want to actually improve the industry as a whole, I think we need to, like it kind of comes back to what we we're talking about. We need to still keep delivering information to the general public and the general fitness industry because it's most definitely not the point where we only focus on like studies, whether like daily undulated periodization or linear periodization is better just to kind of impress our colleagues as we spoke about earlier. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Paddy? Like, I think, I think it's easy for us to to have our perception skewed because we only follow people that maybe we respect, but uh, that the industry as a whole is still very much uh, not where it should be, I guess. Yeah, and that's kind of what we're saying with the whole thing. People aren't putting out content that's actually helping the vast majority of people. Like, people are still getting their their nutrition advice from, I don't know, fucking Mick down the road who, you know, I don't know, got his, got his information in the army 30 years ago, 
and that was that's the extent of it that's he, he knows a bit about nutrition and he knows a bit about working out because i don't know yeah he was in the army or he was a guard or something you know that he that's the or he he coaches the local guy team you know um that, that kind of thing so where people are getting their information isn't good essentially and the information they're exposed to isn't good information and like it is a systemic problem and it is both a governmental problem because you know governments aren't putting out the information or aren't providing the information in an easy to access format and then also a they're also not providing the correct information a lot of the time and i'm not saying you know it's it's necessarily bad information although some of the information that's been passed down from governments has been bad in the past most of the time nowadays it's not exactly bad information it not may not be the the best or the most optimal information for everyone but again it is a general recommendation that they're coming from so that that's what you have to view it as um so where people get their information from is an issue and again like obviously we're talking about like social media a lot of the time because that is where the the youth i suppose but not even just the youth people that are below 70 get their information from social media um so that's kind of where people are getting their information from or rather that's where people are being exposed to people that are propagating the spread of information and um, they're still getting obviously their information from magazines newspapers and stuff like that or the worst kind of stuff is you know afternoon shows uh that just bring on these people who just want to be controversial um so where people are getting their information from is not good. And that comes down to the individuals themselves, like the coaches. Like if you if you fancy yourself as a good coach, if you fancy yourself as a good personal trainer, like you owe it to the industry to put out good content. You know, you owe it to the industry to educate the world, essentially. Um, and I know that's obviously very hard to do because you have to have confidence to do that and also putting yourself out online is a lot different than putting yourself out to an individual in front of you although it, it realistically shouldn't be like you should be confident enough in the information you provide to an individual as well as the information you provide to the, the general public like that, that there shouldn't be a real confidence issue there although i do recognize that there is because you know you can you can sometimes feel like oh I know these other people in the industry are going to see this and, you know, maybe they're smarter than me or maybe they're bigger than me or what, whatever it is that you're, you know, unconfident about. So that prevents you from putting up good content that will actually help people. So again, it's just like, who are you actually trying to help with this content? Are you trying to help other people in the industry? Like, are you, do you fancy yourself as a, the coach's coach? Like, are you coaching coaches? If so, then yeah, fucking be that person posting that kind of circle jerk information, like looking for that positive affirmation from other people in the industry. But if you're actually just trying to help people and you want to push the industry in a good direction, push fucking the society in a good direction, like you owe it to the industry, you owe it to society to post good information, to put out good information in an easy to understand format. And yes, some people do that with more scientific studies. They reference it and they do whatever. But your information as an anecdotal practitioner is still valuable to the conversation. Like if you notice that people don't respond well to XYZ diet, you know, that's still information that may help some people. 
you know and it may you may come to the wrong conclusions you may be like oh well it's not it's because of this and like that's why everyone should do keto and it may be wrong however that does help inform the conversation that is being had as a whole you know so I suppose what I'm saying is, first of all, you have to look at everything that happens in your practice with, you know, an analytical lens and figure out the reasons why. Interpret the data that's presented to you, whether it's a study, whether it's a person in front of you, whatever it is. Interpret that into a meaningful way. Put your own ideas to that. Don't just go, oh, well, uh, Brad Schoenfeld said this about muscle. And it's like, that's, you're not like this isn't informing the overall conversation just because you're, you're parroting someone's information, you know? So once you've done that yourself and you've, you've thought about things, you've thought things true and you've, you've seen it applied, you've seen how it plays out, then start actually posting that stuff, start actually helping inform the conversation. You know, if you, if you look at, again, these like afternoon shows and you're seeing people and the workouts are telling people to do like light rep, or lightweight, high rep dumbbell workouts to tone the muscle and not get too bulky or whatever kind of bullshit you're seeing put out there, then like you owe it to the industry to tell people why that's bad. Like that, that's the kind of conversation you should be having. Like, although, yeah, obviously I understand that people at the end of the day, they do have to make a living. They do have to make money. But if you have integrity and you post good content that actually does help individuals, all of that stuff will come to you. And yeah, it's fine and well saying like, oh, just stick to the basics and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck that means and don't overcomplicate things. But that that's not helping move the industry forward. Like that is literally the same thought process that um, like people that were producing horse and carts before the industrial revolution really got into the swing of things. People were like, oh, the car? Oh, don't overcomplicate things. Like we have a horse and cart. Like why would why would we need an engine to do the work of horses? Like we have horses. Like that's fucking bullshit. Like don't don't overcomplicate things. You know? Like that that's the same mentality you have if you say that kind of stuff. You know, it's not overcomplicating things. It's progressing things forward. And yes, that does not mean that there's not going to be mistakes along the way. People do and will have a tendency to overcomplicate things before the right time like again like the the production of the car again wasn't a linear thing where it's like oh boom we got it all perfect it's all worked out all the kinks are worked out perfectly and now they're just it went from horse-drawn car horse-drawn carts to lamborghinis like that that didn't happen you know it was an evolution as a whole but at the end of the day if you stick in that mindset that oh yeah just stick to the basics you're going to be the person that is investing all your money into horse and carts when you should have been investing it into progressing and actually looking to the future of the car, you know? And so you do have to look at it that way and realize that these things aren't necessarily overcomplicating things. Like, yes, it may seem overcomplicated if you just go, oh, well, don't overcomplicate things, just stick to the basics because you don't realize that you're doing the basics correctly because of these other things, because you're anatomy is favorable to these exercises because you just have good genetics like good metabolic health and all, all, all these diets will work for you like you have to realize that that's not helping inform the conversation that's not helping inform the general public like saying everyone should touch their chest in a bench press and saying that as a fucking no chance that there's any other possible conceivable even in a million years that someone should not touch their chest like that does not inform the conversation like that, like that, you are literally 
you're not even in the horse-drawn cart. Like you are, you're just, you've just invented the wheel. That was it. Like, you know, like that's, you're in the stone age, you know? So you have to look at things. And when anyone posts information, whether you agree with it or not, like there should be a rational or a rationale uh, behind why you disagree with that from your own anecdotal experience, from your own scientific knowledge, from your own training, your own nutrition habits. Like, but that's what should be informing it. And that's what should inform the conversation rather than people just like you were at that event. Like people are just left in this kind of like, what's right? I'm not sure because it's basically a shit show in the health and fitness industry because no one has this coherent, cohesive thought process. And we're we're just left on this kind of like everyone's basing everything on their emotions rather than on actual logic. And again, that's not to say that that like emotions should never be taken into the conversation because at the end of the day, we are emotional beings, but logic should be the foundation. Like you shouldn't be just going, oh, the bench press is the best exercise because you love the bench press, you know, like that, that shouldn't be the reason you have it in someone's program. You know, it, it, like it shouldn't even be the reason, like if they love the bench press, that, that shouldn't necessarily be the reason it should be in their program. You know, it may be completely counterintuitive to their goals to have the bench press in their program. Just because they love it, they may have to give it up to actually achieve their goals, you know? So again, it comes back to like that, that goal setting thing. Like, are you actually trying to achieve your goals or are you just trying to like feed your ego? Or are you just trying to, you know, do something else with your program? But yeah, I think that the health and fitness industry is in a bit of a disarray because there is no standard to it. Like there's no, this is good information. This is bad information. And although we're saying like, yes, or I'm saying that everyone, it's almost your right or it's almost your responsibility that you should be posting your thoughts and your analysis of diets, nutrition, training, whatever it is. It's also opens up the the world to the fucking shitstorm that is the health and fitness industry as we currently know it because people just post whatever fuck they want with no actual thought process behind it. And just because you have a cert behind your name and maybe you have, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, 20 inch biceps, uh, like that, that gives you all the credibility that you could possibly need to have people follow that information, you know? Like this, this is especially true in the, when you think of like say bodybuilding, like it's basically oh, what does the biggest guy do? I'm just going to copy that, you know? And if that didn't work for you, like, I'm just going to do more drugs because that's what this other guy who was, the the common stuff didn't work for him. So I'm just going to keep doing more drugs. And like everyone, like it, the, the industry doesn't progress because essentially it's that uh, survivorship bias where only the people that can actually stick to and survive the the program that's prescribed the diets that are prescribed they're the ones that actually you know get results and that's not because they had everything optimal like they would have got results regardless you know like it it, it, like say like the bulgarian method is a good one where everyone was like oh squat every day to a max and now obviously the, the bulgarian method is a little bit mythology and stuff like people are going like oh they definitely squatted to a max when realistically if you talk to people who've actually trained under uh, like the Bulgarian coaches and and under you know Bulgarian athletes and stuff like that's not necessarily how it went down. But the people that survive that that doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't have got the same, if not better, results doing things in a more optimal manner rather than just going to a max every single day. You know, like they probably would have got results if you had had them squat once a week. 
you know, like they, they, they are the genetic elite. And if you base all of your data on outliers, then you're not actually helping the vast majority of people. You're just helping the outliers, you know, and that's kind of where the health and fitness industry has gone. We look at these people and like, we look up to someone that's like, Oh, well I intermittent fast. I only eat one meal per day and look at me, I'm shredded. And I'm the biggest, you know, fucking lad in the gym and I bench, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. Like you're an outlier. That's not going to, if I did the exact same thing you did, it's not going to lead to the same results that you got, you know? So yeah, I think that the health and fitness industry is in a bit of disarray in terms of there is no coherent and cohesive thought process that permeates through it. And it's a lot of anecdotal information and then also a lot of parroting. And the thing that's actually missing is individual thought. Yeah, and I think another problem that kind of builds into that, like it comes up in a lot of things that you were talking about is the concept of principles versus methods you know people like methods are quite marketable like it's 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 easy to sell intermittent fasting it's easier easy to sell ketogenic dieting it's easy to sell low carbohydrate dieting whatever it is like they're all methods but principles like actually helping people to understand energy balance the whole calories in calories out thing the nuances of that helping people understand how weight training actually works, what you're looking for. Like that, they're, the, they're the actual principles. They're the things people need to understand because if you don't understand those, then like methods, you're kind of just guessing. You're kind of just trying things, hoping for the best as opposed to trying to bring it back to actual principles. And like, we're not coming at this from like, you know, being, being dictators and not practicing what we preach. Like if you go onto our Instagram and our Facebook you will find a post or article on, I would say, pretty much everything that any listener here needs to know to actually help their goals. Like if you go looking for it, it's probably there. Like we've got everything there from the whole calories thing, how much protein you need to eat, like why low carbohydrate dieting, like may not be the best or or may be effective for some people, may not be the best for others, the nuances of that. Like there's stuff there on everything, on stress physiology, on sleep, on pretty much everything. And... Like, that's the way we like to produce our content. We like to, you know, again, focus things on principles, but then give you some examples of how things apply in practice. And I think a lot of, like, health and fitness professionals listening to this could easily do that. Like, you understand the whole, you probably understand the whole, like, energy balance thing. So why not just share that with people? Like, why not help people to understand? Like, when we first started off, like maybe doing this social media thing a bit more before triage was ever a thing. Like both Patty and I used to do Snapchat Q and A's like, like at least a couple of times, to- a couple of times a week or a few times a week. And what we used to do is essentially just answer any questions that came in and you'd be surprised at the response that you actually get to that stuff, just generally helping people out. And it actually, you know, it feels good. And if you are a personal trainer, I think it's helpful to to do that, to give back to the industry, but also, you know, it, it's it's rewarding for you. And if you want to look at a, at a market from a marketing perspective, people will start to trust you because you're actually providing them with value. Um, and I often think that people are, they nearly feel that that honest 
approach where you actually have integrity and just inform people in a balanced way that it's not a useful approach, that it doesn't get you anywhere because you need to be somewhat sensational. And I think that's why people often approach content in the way that they do, that they want to put a spin on it that is like really like, this is my thing. You know, I am the intermittent fasting guy and I need to identify with that. Whereas like, why not just identify with, I have a balanced perspective on all of the things that I talk about and I'll answer your questions in a balanced way. Like you mightn't think people like that and there will be a small percentage of people who don't like that, but that small percentage of people are also the people that are just looking for quick fixes that maybe you are not going to be like prospective clients for you anyway. Like if that is your goal, the, the whole marketing side of things. So yeah, that would be my message to kind of any health and fitness professionals that are on here. Not that we're trying to be like the personal trainers, advisors or anything, but I think just adopting that approach and, you know, making a post and, you know, at the end of it being like, you know, I feel like, I feel like a gym goer could get a balanced understanding from that without feeling that they need to jump to this like magic solution. I think that's a helpful way of thinking about it. Yeah. Or even like with your posts, like providing con or context to it, like saying like this, okay, low carb dieting, if you're the low carb dieter or whatever it is, you're, you, that's your, your method be like, yeah, I can understand the validity of a higher carb approach, but with these kind of clientele that I work with, the low carb approach seems to work better. You know, like, like providing context, if you fall into this X, Y, Z category, like low carb dieting is not for you. This is not the, the method for you. But I do think like what you said, people do fall into the kind of mindset that, oh, I'm the intermittent fasting guy or I'm the IIFYM guy. And, you know, that that's that's them. They've they've categorized themselves and they've specialized. And as a result, they've lost some generalizability, you know, like they don't have the ability to help a broad audience anymore because they're so hyper specialized you know and again it comes down to like if someone was like oh what do triage do in terms of our coaching it's like well we have all these tools in the toolbox and what we really have is context as to when we should bring each individual tool in or if that tool is appropriate for that individual you know like and that that that's how we would coach and that's kind of how we approach our content as well being like yes this is good for these individuals but it's bad for these individuals you know and that's not to saying like to say our content is the best content you'll ever read or see or whatever but what we do try to provide is that kind of balanced contextualized information you know um and again, I, I do think a lot of people do have a, a fear around posting content, a lot of fear around bringing out their own thoughts. And also, like you kind of identified, like people want to have a method. They want to be the person with secrets because like they feel it, it draws people in like, oh, look at all the results that this guy is getting or this girl is getting. So they have the secrets, you know, like I have to go, I have to go talk to them because I need those secrets. You know, and it's like, like there's, there is no, there is no magic, you know, at the end of the day, pretty much all the methods out there will work, but are they the best methods for you in terms of health, body composition and performance? Like maybe not, you know, but like if you stick to a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Like it's very simple thermodynamics, you know? So, uh, yeah, I do feel that the health and fitness industry as a whole is in a bit of a shambles and it's a lot of fear 
unlaziness from the the professionals in the industry, but also it's a lot of lacking of willingness to be open to information from both the professionals in the industry, but also the consumers, the the general public. Like they they want there to be a secret. They want there to be a secret method that oh, it's just this one weird trick and I lose all my belly fat. You know, like they that's what they want. Like they don't want to hear, oh yeah, it's going to take you 12 to 16 weeks to lose, you know, X, Y, Z kilos. And, you know, you're going to have to stick to a reasonable diet for the rest of your life to maintain that. You know, like they don't want that. They want to be like, oh, can I not just eat like 10 bananas a day and lose 30 pounds in the next 15 days? Like that, like people want to have the secrets. They, they want there to be a secret trick to it because- it's easier that way, you know? Like if if there's a secret, then all they have to learn is the secret and then they're done rather than actually having to learn and educate themselves on a, a, a pretty dense topic in terms of nutrition and also then be consistent with that in their day-to-day lives, you know? Like people do, like we say all the time, like people want to eat like children, you know? But they want to have the results of adults, you know? So... It is one of those things where it's the fault and the blame lies on both parties involved in it. And I only think, I think the only way you can actually cure it is to have people stop selling secrets, like stop selling like bullshit, like stop trying to be the intermittent fasting guy, be the low carb guy, stop that and actually have a contextualized balanced approach to your content and your information. You know, like the information you post is obviously not for everyone. Like you're trying to, if you are a personal trainer, if you are a fitness professional, whatever services you are selling, like you're trying to attract a certain type of people. However, you're informing the industry as a whole because you're part of it. And if the content you're putting out isn't contextualized, people are going to pick up on that and not realize that it's not specific to them. And as I said, like I do also believe it is the consumer's fault as well for not asking the questions and not finding out a deeper or not looking into a deeper meaning behind who this is supposed to be for but at the end of the day like you don't know what you don't know so it's not really all their fault but it is also yeah and and i just want to add one more thing and that is like it should be obvious and i feel like everyone says it all the time i don't think we've ever said it well we've probably said, said it here and there but not in the podcast but please stop judging people's knowledge based on their own physique. Like it should be, it should be a pretty obvious thing, but there is little to no correlation between what someone looks like themselves, the results they've gotten themselves and their ability to actually help you. The correlation is there sometimes, but the majority of the time it isn't to be honest, like in, in my experience, the people that I've come across and you just really need to kind of realize that because sometimes I think that, Maybe when people follow triage or they follow me or they follow you that maybe they also follow other people that have this kind of balanced perspective. But then I get, I get DMS like every day on Instagram, like at least five times a day from people that send me a post from someone else and, and say thoughts on this, like literally just thoughts on this. And I'm always blown away, like not by maybe the post, but I'm just like, how, like, I I don't understand how you could be following like our content and then follow this person's content as well. So maybe that's my fault for like, maybe not being aware that people 
maybe don't appreciate like what good information is but at the same time like seek ask questions you know question these people that you follow like sometimes to be fair their followings are so big that they don't even respond but like don't just base your impression of information on how someone looks because like some of the information out there on the on the old instagram and stuff that is just under these pictures of six-pack abs and big booties it's an absolute joke like some of the information like it's it's pretty terrible and i never really go off on any any of these kind of rants giving out about how bad the fitness industry is like i think i try i try and ignore it a lot of the time but it's just something for you guys to be aware of that the this correlation between knowledge and how the person looks themselves it's just not there and it's not something you should be basing your decisions on. Maybe if someone if someone is being very clear saying, this is what I do because it maybe works for me or it helped me to get X result in this context, I'm cool with that. But a lot of people will base their arguments and their points off of the fact that they are bigger. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I've had a discussion that I wanted to, I wanted it to be an educated discussion with someone and they just bring up the points that, oh, well, why aren't you bigger than me? Or why aren't you a competitive bodybuilder? Or like, you know, these sorts of comments is just like, it's just not helpful because here at Triage, we try to be objective. We try to be scientific and we try to give you guys reasons for the information that we provide, try and discuss things thoroughly. We try and discuss things with context and like, it would never, like, I, w- I would never turn around and say, like post a picture of me like with abs and say that oh you know you should do everything the way i do because look at me i'm so ripped it's like that's not helpful it doesn't help anyone and that should never be a rationale for a point that you're trying to make unless it's a specific result that you got over a period of time because you made some sort of change so yeah that would be my thoughts on that um because i know there are some of you that listen to this that maybe mightn't be aware that you know you can get in shape without having a fucking clue about what you're doing and you know there are there are online coaches on instagram that have hundreds of clients that haven't a clue about what they're doing and and that is just the reality of it because personal training the fitness industry fitness professionals it's largely unregulated like you can get a personal training qualification on a weekend and what's worse again is that most like personal or most online coaches they don't even have personal training qualifications to be honest and no other education that's relevant and it's not like they're reading research all the time or reading textbooks or trying to actually further their development they're just posting pictures of their abs and their biceps and saying pm me for online coaching and that's it and yeah so patty can't actually hear me because he is said phones are pretty much screwed so i'm just going to end this here but hopefully um Hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully you got a little bit of an insight into maybe what what we think about being evidence based. Like what you what what you should be thinking about if you are trying to be evidence based. What what maybe isn't so evidence based. How you should be thinking about the information that you consume. Like if you're someone that puts out content, like maybe how you should try and approach that. And again, these are just our thoughts. You don't necessarily have to do what we think is right. They're just, it's just me and Patty having a discussion about how we feel the state of the industry is and, and what's going to be helpful to bring it forward. So hope you enjoyed that guys. And if you have any further questions or anything like that, just drop us an email and yeah, we'll see you in the next episode.